Welcome to Athletes Doing Good Podcast. I'm Shelly Seward, president of Capture Sports Marketing. And I'm sports reporter Jen Latta. Since high school, Milwaukee Brewers starting pitcher Brent Suter has had a passion for making our environment a better place to live. Brent is committed to using his Harvard University education and major league platform to make a difference. Today, he shares with us how he rallied his teammates to support his strikeout waste campaign and what we can all do to help. His enthusiasm, commitment, and voice impersonations will not only give you a glimpse of the player behind the jersey, but showcase another athlete doing good. Thank you so much for joining us. We certainly appreciate it. And our podcast is really focusing on all of the good that different athletes are doing. And so wanted to talk to you because you've certainly done your share thus far and wanted to learn a little bit more about how, you know, how everything came to be with everything that you're doing. Yeah, sure. Um, so environment has always been kind of my, one of my number one causes on my heart, if you will. So back in 2006, watched a documentary called No Community Truth, my mom. It really opened my eyes to the environmental problem we have uh, in today's world. A couple of years ago, launched the campaign, Strikeout Waste campaign, trying to get you know teammates and fans and coaches using reusable water bottles rather than plastic cups and uh, you know single-use plastics of any kind, and had some good momentum going. And then it led to some cool uh, connection, really awesome connections with environmental groups, uh, which I've been working with, Nature Conservancy, Players for the Planet, uh, a bunch of others. And uh, led to or kind of helped lead to a partnership with SC Johnson this year, uh, where we would have upcycled all the plastic cups from the Brewers games. Yeah, would upcycle those. So that's on hold for right now because of COVID, but it was really exciting. And now uh, partnering with the Nation Conservancy and the American Conservation Coalition to hopefully launch a carbon offset program called Sidelining Carbon, uh, trying to help people and teams curb or offset all their travel emissions for the year. Um, okay. So that was that's something we're launching here in the next month or two. I'm really excited about that. That's awesome. So I consider myself to be pretty environmentally conscious, right? But I took a quiz over the last couple of years, you know, (laughs) as far as water bottles and whatnot, even composting and stuff. And my biggest sin, if you will, is nothing that we do here in the house. It's all of my commercial travel for work. And obviously you travel a lot with the Milwaukee Brewers. So how do you reconcile that element of the environment and how do you try to make up for it in other ways? Well, that's some that sidelining carbon is directly trying to attack really is that emissions with planes, you know, all kinds of buses that we use all the time. You know, basically with the carbon offset, you purchase trees that suck carbon out of the air. And we're doing some Milwaukee parks and trying to create forestry programs and preserve forests and uh, grow forests that will uh, suck up carbon. If you're not able to do that, um, certainly reinvesting some uh, money into renewable energy, either through your local energy company or even putting solar panels on your roof like my wife and I did, you know, gives you a lot of energy and uh, makes you feel that a little bit better about your energy use, uh, especially during the, the summer months where you're getting a lot of solar energy. I think a lot of people, um, I know we did at first, struggle as to where to start. You know, what's a what's a simple thing that everybody can do that they probably don't even realize they can do and it can have a big impact? Yeah, a couple of easy things. Turn off the lights when you're done using, you know, only the water and energy that you really need. You know, so instead of taking 10-minute shower, maybe try to reduce it to five or something. You know, try to reduce your waste and your trash by a bag full maybe every month if you can uh, by using composting as a, as a source and 
just buying less packaging on your food, uh, trying to go to the produce section and just you bring your own bags and use that as a carrier is, is really good. It, you know, using reusable Tupperware, reusable bags can save so much waste over time. Um, so that's, it, it doesn't seem like a lot. You're like, what is this impact really going to do? But then you add it up for the year. You're like, I saved this many trash bags full of you know plastic bottles that take forever to decompose. I'm going to take your clip about turning off the lights home to my kids. Yeah. <laughs> constant battle at our house. Of who I know, I know. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, we all mess it up, I'm yeah. sure, at some points, but we can get better at that. I mean, it does nothing but benefit you. Your energy bill is less for the month. You, you don't have light bulbs burning out as often. Like, it's just benefit, yeah. benefit, benefit for, for you and for the environment. Yeah. <laughs> You have mentioned the pandemic a few times, and I know that there have been environmental, you know, improvements, right? Because people aren't driving as much. So you've seen the the smog in some of these larger metropolitan areas that has gone down or cleared at least. And then I think about walking into my local grocery store and they won't let me bring in reusable bags anymore because they're concerned about, you know, passing the virus around. So how, what would you say to people who are feeling a little bit discouraged about their ways that they can contribute to the environment given the current situation we're in? Yeah, certainly while emissions have gone down in some respects with COVID, waste has gone up a lot, a lot more to-go orders. Like you said, some places outlawing reusable bags, reusable bottles. Even here at Miller Park, I'm not really allowed to fill up my bottle, so I have to bring, make sure I'm hydrated and bring a full bottle's worth of water so I don't have to use plastic bottles if I can avoid it to baseball workouts. The research is still out, I think, on how the virus transmits, like on what surfaces, or it, it seems... I've read conflicting things where before it seemed, oh yeah, it can it can stay on plastic for however like hours, but now I'm reading 15 minutes or something. I definitely, I hope those regulations kind of ease up on the plastic or the reusable bags. But in terms of what people can do, just get that much better at the other areas. Sometimes we're going to have to use waste, but if you can get that much better at turning off the lights, if you can get that much better at really really honing in on your energy use um, limit or doubling your trips or combining your trips to the grocery store rather than going out multiple times uh, it can really help and it can help with the social distance effort to stay safe going going back to the you know campaign to get the brewers to utilize go away from plastic bottles and i think i read you ended up with like 70 people that you know transferred over to the to the glass water bottles versus that was it challenging? What was it like communicating that to everybody involved? Yeah, it was actually, uh, I think, over 130 somewhere bottles we got transferred. Yeah, in, including front office, including some fans, some coaches, teammates. Overall, I think it was, it, it succeeded in kind of spreading that awareness and spreading that seed of like, wow, look at this effect of you know, how many plastic bottles am I really going through a day? And so I think that really got a lot of guys thinking and more questions were asked, more uh, guys, you know, over time started thinking like, man, this is, really is a problem here, isn't there? I have a question for you just out of curiosity. So what is it like right now? Like, what are the rules? I mean, you mentioned the water bottles, which is something I hadn't even thought about. You know, um, yeah. the NBA has famously put out this 100 plus page protocol. Have you guys gotten something similar? Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah, Ours is uh, 113, yeah, uh, 113 pages. And there's 
couple rules that I really am going to struggle following. Some I think are going to be basic, but uh, no high fives and no spitting. All these things that are like ingrained in baseball culture for sure um, is going to be tough. Uh, Mass on whenever you're in the clubhouse or whenever you're really not doing any uh, physical work, like no weight room work or on field work, you got to be wearing a mask. Lockers six feet apart from each other at all times. Um, showering in like staggered groups rather as opposed to all at once and some other things. But it's it's going to be interesting. We had our intake testing this morning and you know had to do you know, like saliva test, the uh, antibody test. So certainly we're doing everything we can to get this season in safely, and I'm really holding out hope that we can play all the way through the playoffs for sure. Uh, I think we're doing everything in our power to limit the virus to spread, so that's good. What's the situation in the bullpen like? Is it just as simple as six feet apart out there? I know you guys enjoy kind of the camaraderie and being able to joke around and interact and talk about opposing hitters and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I don't know. Certainly there's going to be an emphasis on six feet apart for everybody. And I think, you know, in the dugout, I, I think it has to be six feet apart. And some guys even sit in the stands if they're not in the game. So, um, yeah, it's I haven't actually read all 100 something pages but I, I need to very shortly but, you are, uh, you know, it's funny that you say that because i've been i've been comparing it to like your apple iphone uh agree- legal agreement yeah you just like scroll 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 agree agree yeah exactly yeah i know it's, it really is like that but i just so i don't mess stuff up i really need to actually read that agreement you know so we'll see i try to get that done in the next couple of days <laughs> Well, I think we would be remiss if we didn't get you to do some of your voices for us, some of your comedy for us. Um, I know that that's a huge part of your personality. You, you can just tell chatting with you that you know you have this this light about you, and I think a lot of that comes through when you do that. So, so what are some of your more uh, popular voices that you've done, Brent? Uh, certainly, Jim Carrey has to be up there. You know, your number's still nine one one. All righty then. Take care now. Bye bye then. <laughs> from what ace ventura is that what that is pet detective yeah ace ventura pet detective yep that's it um and then you know he does some other characters but certainly uh gollum is another one i kind of go to like And then one I've been working on lately is uh, Matt Foley, uh, Chris Farley's character from SNL, the motivational speaker. <laughs> My name is Matt Foley, and I am a motivational speaker. Now, you kids are probably asking yourself, hey, yeah, how do I get back on the right track? <laughs> yeah. We need video on this on this podcast for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been asked to work on Bob Euchre? Because that would be just a timely and very yeah. relevant voice right i know uh i he, every time he comes in the clubhouse he goes hello b hello b how you doing hello b all right you know but uh he i still need some line you know uh i need to memorize his major league lines like just a bit outside what do you say about you know the, the broadcasting school's really paying off for it <laughs> all that stuff, but uh i'm still working on that one <laughs> And I and I choose to believe, and I'm sure you do too, that Kane really likes what goes on in the dugout with with your chant. <laughs> I know, look, Kane really he plays it off like he doesn't, but I think I think deep down he really he likes it, gets him fired up a little bit. <laughs> I don't think I know that chant. I definitely don't know that chant. You guys will have to fill me in. What is the chant? So I 
I got this like massage bar and I would use it as a like a percussion and I would go, when I say low, you say K, low, K, low, K. When I say low, you say K. You know what I mean? And, and the day after we there. did that, fans, we were walking to the bullpen and fans were doing that like crazy. I was like, whoa, that really caught on. That's awesome. He did. Because he just sits there and like stares straight ahead, doesn't yeah. even acknowledge it. Just like... <laughs> No. Our listeners are really missing out on the visuals that yes. Shelly and I are, are experiencing right now that we are privileged to. So just so you know, we do not take this for granted, this vantage point that we have right now, Brent. All right. <laughs> Appreciate it. Well, as you as you go in and, and restart the season, uh, we certainly wish you the best and we'll be following along um, and are so grateful that you were able to join us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Really honored. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Athletes Doing Good. Go to CaptureSportsMarketing.com to listen to other interviews to hear stories about the person behind the player and the people behind the team who are making an impact on others.